Okay, hello. Welcome to Scientology, episode 31, for Friday, July 19th, 2019. My name is Paul Odo. Welcome to the podcast. Scientology is a podcast where I, Paul Odo, talk for 30 to 45 minutes about, well, whatever I might be thinking about. So I hope that you're um, here of your own free will and listening to this and having a uh, good time. Decent day so far. Uh, If you're trying to pass a little time, maybe I can help you out with that. So I tried to record this yesterday. This is episode 31. I tried to record this yesterday, but uh, my garage band on my computer was giving me some shit that was uh, driving me completely crazy. Suddenly decided not to work for whatever reason, so I had to try to look into that and try to see if I could fix it. My frustration grew too high, and I had to walk away from it. Also, there may be a an unusual amount of street noise, uh, horn honking. Lunatics are outside a little bit more so than they normal, normally are today. I don't know what it is. Sure, somebody's blocking the street, and that just makes people lose their fucking minds. So, it probably doesn't bother you as much as it bothers me. Getting upset about horn honking is a thing that I had to kind of check myself on one time. I used to I used to really get worked up about that in the city, living here in New York. It, it was a it was a problem for me. I didn't I didn't know what to do about it because I personally think that there's almost no reason to honk, almost none. And I think that the more you honk, the the more unstable you are. I think it's a pretty direct correlation to that. I, uh, I have, I have a, a personal theory that I feel like every car should only come with the ability to honk one time. And then you have to get that horn kind of recharged like a little, uh, cartridge that they put in so that people only use it in emergency situations. That way, when you, if you did hear a horn honk, you would actually give a shit about it. You know, you'd hear it from a distance and think, oh my God, something happened. We should go over there and see if that's a real emergency because it costs $100 to get your horn replaced and you can only blow it one time. But as it is now, people just lean on it um, like they're screaming out their windows. But I was, uh, for some reason, getting worked up about how, how much honking there was. And it was a weird lesson to learn when I noticed that I was getting increasingly upset by hearing horns, I would hear a horn and it would hit me like a little uh, uh, vibration. And I'd be like, God damn it, stop fucking honking your goddamn horn. And I would look at the car and the person in the car would just be like, what? That's just what I do. This is part of driving. You know, they, they, they couldn't be in my own head. They couldn't, they didn't know how I felt about this and that it was, Chinese water tortured, like dripping on my fucking head every time it happened. They had no concept of that. And so I, um, I remember one, one evening I was walking and I heard somebody honk their horn and I turned around and I grinded my teeth and I looked at it and I looked at the situation from the outside and I was like, this is never going to stop. I'm going to lose my mind and the world is going to keep being whatever the world is. So that was a, a strange moment of realization was just like, you just got to let some shit go. 
you know? So now it doesn't bother me, but I could really see it sending me off of a ledge. And, um, sometimes you got to check yourself about shit like that. It's like, are you driving yourself crazy for no particular reason? Or, you know, is it just some shit that you have? The world won't change for you. You know, you have to kind of adjust your own shit to what the world is. Because everybody's got their own problems. And anyway, back to the garage band. Garage band was driving me up the wall uh, for a different reason. Because all I was trying to do was just record this. I'll, and I'm not trying to make f- fucking electronic dance music. I'm not trying to put an album together. I'm just trying to talk into a microphone and have it recorded. And that should be very simple to do, but it just wasn't working out. So I had to step away from it and walk. And I ended up going to the city for a couple of auditions I was doing. I was fortunate enough to have a couple of auditions for commercial things. And, um, it was a very hot day and my shirt was uncomfortable and I wanted to go buy another shirt just on, that's how I shop. I don't like what I'm wearing. So I walk in and I, buy a thing and I replace it like that. And I hadn't been into, um, urban outfitters in probably five years, I guess, something like that. And I was just walking past. And I was like, maybe I'll just go in there and see if they got a shirt for me. Now I don't have my finger on the pulse of fashion. I'll be the first to admit that. But I went into urban outfitters and looked around a little bit and I don't think that it's inappropriate or inaccurate to say somebody should just be walking around telling people that come in there to say, like, just come back in like a year, year and a half, because we really don't know what the fuck we're doing in here at the moment. Um, we're completely lost fashion wise. There's Hawaiian shirts and then there's like sweaters in the summer, uh, beanies also. We really got to turn turn and burn some of this shit and uh, found a couple of shipping containers of Fila's We're selling these big weird white Fila shoes so uh, yeah maybe just you know go to the Gap they seem to be a little bit more on top of it Old Navy's doing some pretty impressive things if you haven't been over there in a while but uh, yeah Urban Outfitters they're in a transition right now that um, honestly I was like, I, I don't even know what to say about any of this that's in here for sale. And I guess you should just start getting into selling record players more than clothing, because this is bananas. But, you know, again, it's been a while since I've been in the fashion game. Um, I will say that the anti-bullying campaign must be uh, making some pretty big strides in the success uh, of all that just based on the tennis shoes and sneakers I've seen men in their 30s and 40s wearing that would have gotten my ass kicked in junior high. Just walking around like nobody's going to ever say anything about you having an airbrushed dinosaur on your foot. It's um, it's pretty impressive, the freedom with which people just walk around as goofy as they want to be. But I got back... And I figured out what the problem was with GarageBand. It was, um, well, it just needed to be, like I said, it needed to be updated. There was a new version to download. And uh, this always, this is an example of the horn honking type of thing that makes me just 
very angry because, sure, things need to be updated. There's new ideas that we can apply to things that exist. But can we also admit that there is an element of this that is computer nerds needing to justify their overpaid fucking jobs? Apple does this constantly. Constantly. Just because you're successful doesn't mean you you need to or can or should tell people how and by what means they should use your products. They started with the no disk drive. That just happened when people were using... Now, I know we don't use DVDs and CDs that much and shit, but they just made the decision one generation. They're like, no more disk drives. We're just not doing that anymore. It's like, we're not? Okay, then. Apple, I guess you're in charge of everything. And then it went for the fucking no headphone jack on the on the iPhone. Like, we're going to use this one little thing, and then if you have headphones, well, you're going to need to buy, buy Bluetooth headphones or get an extra piece of equipment, which will give you... Uh, it's annoying. It's one more thing to lose. It's just... It's, it's a very infuriating thing that once you get used to the way a program works, they, they swap it. They do this with their iOS, and they don't just add to it or make it simpler. They rearrange it and make it more complex. It doesn't seem that way to them because they made it and have been looking at it for the months that build up to the rollout of this thing. But to the average person who just hops on their computer for 45 minutes between waking up and going to work, that really fucks up their whole situation. And this is very relatable and related to the way that like liberal versus conservative um, arguments are. Like the strife that exists there. Because change is good versus change is bad is the constant argument within that. you know. And both have a point. Um, if you can't empathize with both sides, then you really are part of the problem, honestly. Like, you need to... I don't know. The idea of you need to get with the program and just, like, well, the world's moving on. You, you either get on board or you fucking stay behind. That's as shitty as saying, get off my lawn, you know, or send them back where they came from or whatever the fuck. If we could just address how insane that is for a minute. Donald Trump is still the president. It's happened for two years and 180 days as of today. I looked it up earlier. And that should be the headline of every major news outlet every single day. Donald Trump is still the president. What is the plan? Have we learned anything? And then all other news about other bullshit should go underneath that. It's it's beyond insane. And if you this whole send them back thing, this happened. Donald Trump got a whole crowd of people chanting "send them back" at a rally in North Carolina, at one of his rallies. And again, if we could just address how genuinely crazy that is. Politics aside, if you don't want to call it racist, okay, let's just settle for horrible. How's that? How about that's a horribly fucked up, rude, divisive, mean, counterproductive to finding any kind of common ground thing to say. That is gasoline on a fire. It is something that an asshole who doesn't want to get along with people does. And the president shouldn't be an asshole who doesn't want to get along with people. 
Now, if you are a Republican, I'm not going to try to make this about Democrat versus Republican. So to further remove this from partisan politics, just to illustrate the problem with this, to help keep perspective on it, just look at it like this. The most armed person in the world shouldn't be an asshole who doesn't want to get along with everyone. Can we at least agree on that? I feel like that's a palatable way of looking at this. A lot of people think that it's funny to have Trump as the president. Not people in New York City or California or a lot of progressive liberal people. They don't think it's funny, but a lot of people do. And I've thought about, I've thought a lot about this. A lot. Because as much as I dislike that piece of shit, I am obsessed with understanding why other people like him. I need to know. I need to. It's an obsession. I can understand at this point. I, I, I have thought about this and talked to enough people. I can understand how people think he's funny. I can. I, I genuinely can. I can see it from the perspective of thinking that it's a joke. I don't like people who try to act like they've got it all figured out or virtue signal and tell people they're smart and they're stupid for not feeling the way that they feel and what's true and right. Like, I, I, understand, I, I don't like those people, which is shitty. It's annoying. And that is what liberals do. They do. They do that. They're annoying. And in recent years are honestly no fun at all. But ball busting is one thing. Outright telling a person to go back where they came from as a big chant in a group of sober people, not counting pain pills and Adderall, which is a version of meth. That's another thing. That's behavior like on a small scale is just bully behavior, which is gross and nothing to be proud of. And on a larger scale, that's a big step in a direction of an America we should really not want to live in, regardless of who started what. And if you don't have a problem with that shit that happened at at that Trump rally, all I'll say is you should take an honest look at yourself. I won't call you names or act like I'm better than you, but be real with yourself and ask if that's how you want to be. If you, you know, if you said that person should go back where they came from about somebody that you worked with in an office, you would be fired. That's that's how inappropriate that is. But that touches on a larger connected issue. Like people love Trump because he gets away with saying fucked up shit. And when you say it that way, that sounds clearly wrong. But the measure of what is fucked up is different to different people and in different contexts. And we are in no way agreement. We are in no way in agreement as to all that. This might be close to the invisible fault line we're all stumbling over. Like most people seem to think that what is on and off limits is defined and like understood by everyone. But that is only the case for individuals and the groups that they're in. And what makes it worse is that those like unlisted implied understandings are not laid out for people 
with patience or goodwill and understanding at all, you know? Like, very, it's very much the opposite. Like, if you... It's... It's very much not laid out, clearly or kindly. Nobody's taking the time to explain to people what's going on. If you should bump up against an area of sensitivity with a person, or worse yet, like, a group of people, your intent or character history plays no part in their judgment of you. You're on the other side before you even knew there was another side. Cold, blind, like, condemnation used to be reserved for religious conservatives. Liberals have taken to that like a flame to a torch. And before you think, well, you know, you should have thought about that before you wore that MAGA hat or tried to defend saying retarded, it's not so easy to see these trip lines socially. Like, okay, just as a, uh, let's see if I can use an example. Okay, so I was high one day, uh, and I thought about the term African-American as it's used to, as like a PC term to refer to black people born in the United States. Now, I'm not in trouble yet at this moment. I'm alone and only thinking, and Google doesn't have access to my thoughts yet. All right, so I would have told myself to tread lightly on this subject, but I know where I was going and with this thought. So what I was thinking was my friend Sarah was born in South Africa, all right, but she grew up in Texas and is American. She's white, but you could accurately describe her as African-American. So that just made me go, well, that's interesting, out loud to myself alone. Again, I was high. But I got that good weed that makes me keep thinking. So I thought, I wonder what the polite PC term is to refer to black people who are born in the United Kingdom. I've never heard what that is. Because I assume there is a term, and I I didn't want to Google it, because that seems, you know, risky or whatever. So that made me say... To myself, again, that's interesting. Again, to myself, out loud, because I was high. So, for a while after that, I would ask people in conversation what their uh, thoughts were on that. If, if they knew what or if there was a term I didn't know of. And that was just something that, like, when conversation got around to a place where I could ask, I would I would say, you know... I thought about this. Do you know what the term is uh, for that? Uh, you know, for uh, uh, in in the UK, uh, what's the PC term to call black people in conversation to refer to them in the sense that we say African American because they're not from America? You know, blah blah blah. You get it. So, and three things happened. One and two of them I expected. Two, one, nobody knew. All right, I got no answers, and nobody wanted to Google it. Two, it made everyone very uncomfortable. Both of these things I expected to happen. But still, people were like, nah, I don't know. I never really thought about that. It's like, okay, but it was awkward for them. But here's the third thing that I didn't expect this. But about a third of the people I asked this question, I'd say, I'd say about a third of the people I asked, coincidentally or not, who happened to be young, white, liberal women with at least one nose piercing, 
got angry at me. Genuinely, they got angry while attempting to address a question that they themselves ultimately didn't have an answer for and didn't even seem to think about Googling. They spoke to me in a tone like I was openly going against some unspoken order that they had previously explained to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was not supposed to bring this up. And it was rude of me to even speak about such things. And that made me very concerned. Because, now, I don't know if you're angry about everything like I am. If you exist on social media or have watched more than five minutes of the news in the past few years, I assume so. I have this problem, or problems, I guess, is more accurate. One, I don't like when people try to teach me some kind of lesson, as though my moral compass is not quite as finely tuned as theirs. I find that very condescending, and I don't react well to it. And two, I don't like when people try to imply that I'm in trouble or that my way of being is problematic, to use a word that I personally find problematic. Those things don't have a pacifying effect on me. It just makes me dig in deeper, and I get more calm and locked in as arguments build, which may have something to do with why I'm single. Actually, I know it does. (laughs) I remember... I remember laughing at a woman at this bar who was trying to explain to me that it is impossible to be racist towards people uh, who are white. And, uh, and I, I remember just laughing at that because of how preposterous that is that you can't be racist towards anybody except for people who you aren't or something. It was just, it's just such a crazy morphing of the definition of what it means to judge people based on their race. Like, I, I, I mean, it, it made me laugh at her, which, you know, she didn't take well. But um, I remember noticing, because my, uh, <laughs> I remember noticing a, a tear rolling down the cheek of my ex-fiance when I was laughing at this woman. And in retrospect, it wasn't the idea that she and I disagree fundamentally on things. It was that she got upset that I couldn't let things go. And um, I am a particularly cunty person to get into an argument with. I'll admit that. But I don't know what to do about all of that because I have a problem not saying something about things that I disagree with. I don't know how to not do that. I don't know how to not say something when I see or hear a thing that's just like, what in the hell are you even talking about? You know? That just weirds me out to not do that. I have to figure out... I'm using this GarageBand thing now, and I don't, I don't even know how long... See, this thing pisses me off so much, because it's like, show me how long I've been recording. I don't care how many beats this is. All right, 23 minutes, fine. Fucking nerds. Fucking goddamn nerds getting paid too much money. We need a whole new approach to GarageBand. It's like, do we? Do we really need that? Can we just 
take some shit away. You fucking assholes. Anyway, yeah. So like I was saying, I'm a dick, and uh, I'm, I'm trying to um, trying to figure out how to. I don't know how to just chill about shit. It is it is like that the horn honking thing, you know. But it's a weird time to be alive, man. Like it's fucking president. You know what? You know what Trump is like. Trump is like if Nixon just pushed through it. If he said. You know, if he never thought that the office of the president actually, like, doesn't need to be held to any degree of uh, honor. If if the whole Watergate thing happened and he's like, fuck it, I'm staying. And anybody who doesn't like it can fuck off. So it's an interesting thing to say that in that way, Richard Nixon was a more respectable president than Donald Trump. You know? It's a weird thing to say, but I think it's absolutely, absolutely true. What was I trying to talk about? Oh, the idea that I can't let things go. I can't let things go when I see goofy shit. Like I was yesterday when I uh, left that Urban Outfitters without a new shirt. Um, I was walking in, um, where was I? Like around 23rd Street and 6th Avenue. And I saw a, uh, I saw a TD Bank, and it had a, um, what do you call it, a rainbow decal on the window, because Gay Pride was not very long ago, I guess a couple of weeks ago, so there's still a bunch of Gay Pride stuff up, and um, and it made me realize how hollow that is. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, it's a bank. Is it important for my bank to support and advertise their support for groups of people who have, like, historically been marginalized and mistreated because of their sexual orientation or behavior? You know what I mean? Like, is that important? And also, why don't you, why don't we look at that as being like, oh, fuck you, bank, you know? Oh, you, oh, you, you're, you're a big advocate of like human rights and and uh, equity and all that. Yeah, are are you still mysteriously charging me and all of your customers two to five dollars here and there for no clear reason, regardless of who I or anyone else is attracted to? I guess that gives you a pass, right, for just fucking stealing. But you support gay rights. They put a rainbow flag up. So now it's not that big of a deal that they just fucking straight up steal money from you. Because we're all equal. All equally fucked in a non-judgmental way by you pieces of shit. Like, they're acting like... <laughs> like, that, that type of thing. Like, corporations supporting stuff like that. That should, that should raise alarms in our head. We should look at that and be like, okay... You're not invited to the party, bankers. You can't walk in here and try to sell us all your fucking nonsense under the banner of just like, hey, man, we're all cool. It's like, fuck you. You're you're part of the goddamn machine. And you were given like TD Bank gave away pens. That's what I know them as. The bank that had like a coin star machine and they gave away pens all the time. I had the I always had a TD Bank pen and I never even had a fucking TD Bank account. 
but they were everywhere. You're just like, we'll just make all these goddamn pens and give them to everybody. And eventually they'll walk in here and use the Coinstar and maybe put some of their money in our account. And, you know, they'll open up an account and put some money in our safe or whatever, you know? And now they're appealing. Like, all they want to do is get your money, you know? And now they're appealing to your hope for, like, a better world, which suits them just fine. Saves them all kinds of money on pens, you know? It's like... The idea that these businesses not only do this stuff, but that we actually think it means something honorable, that's us being stupid, okay? Like Home Depot. Like I went home, my parents are both very uh, liberal people and I love them, they're sweet, and listen, I, I am a liberal person. I have always voted Democratic. I see no situation where I would not. I was talking to my friend the other day, and we both are in agreement about this. It's like, I would love at some point to see a candidate on the Republican side that I would vote for. I would love that. I've just never seen one. But I like to think that I'm not so locked into an ideology that I would not entertain a better candidate simply because they're on the other side of the fence. And that's, that's the thing. I'm just, you know, it used to be a thing where I was like, <laughs> I used to tell people that I'm like, I, I, I hate, uh, fucking, I don't, I don't like Republicans or Democrats. I think they're all pieces of shit. And I was just saying that I wasn't telling the truth. I just didn't like Republicans, but I didn't want to have an argument about it. And now I can honestly say that liberals have gotten so goofy that you can't even have a fucking conversation it's like, so now they, it eventually came around to where I am telling the truth. I think that they're both disgusting. You know, it's like, if you think that Fox News is not doing the exact same thing that Huffington Post is doing, you're just not able to see the propaganda that you agree with. And that's how propaganda works. It's invisible when it aligns exactly with what you want the truth to be, you know? Like, uh, I was trying to say this about my, my, like, my mom was telling me something about, like, can't, can't shop at Home Depot anymore. I was like, why? Like, Home Depot's giving all this money to the Trump campaign or whatever. I was like, okay. I mean, look, I don't need to be politically aligned with the place that I buy my plywood from. I don't know, I don't know why that matters. And, and you can say that you do, but you don't. You really don't. It's the same shit as, like, Chick-fil-A. People getting all up in arms about, like, Chick-fil-A's fucking anti-gay uh, uh, and they're, they don't, you know, they, they adhere to these strict religious fucking standards to where they, they, they're never open on Sundays. It's like, okay, fuck it, whatever. Look, I don't care if the owner of that corporation is a, sin, a snake-handling backwoods preacher. They make a hell of a fucking chicken sandwich. That's why I go there. Not for the advice on who to vote for or when life begins. You know, it's... Don't ask them their advice about that shit. Just get your sandwich and leave. That's, that's not why you're there. And I... I also understand that you're voting with your dollar, basically, wherever you go, and whatever money you pay into a thing 
kind of like implies that you're supporting or whatever, you know, it's like everything's connected to everything. And if you use a fucking plastic straw, you might as well be shooting a turtle in the head or whatever the hell it is. But this hunt for perfection is insane. It's the same thing that I'm talking about with the horn thing. Like you can't, you can't get all the blood off your hands. It's just not possible to do. You can't be perfect. Try to do as much as you can do to make the world not worse. Pick up some litter, open a door for an old person, give to charity if you can. Try not to be a dick. Don't lie to people. Don't steal. Don't fucking, you know. But if you chase this idea of perfection long enough, you're going to find that false flag is attached to your own tail. We can only hope to minimize the shittiness. That's it. We'll never get rid of it. That's not an excuse to give up. I only mean to say, give thanks for how bad things aren't. You know, while you're incrementally trying to make the things better. The world is not shit. I'm sick of fucking hearing this. The world is not shit. It's not bad. It's what it's always been. We are just more aware of how chaotic and huge it is more than we've ever been. It's... People don't want the truth or what's right. They want what they want to be the truth in a way that costs them nothing. You want to be able to just retweet some shit and that makes you feel better. Of course you do. Who wouldn't? You know, it's... It's a nice thought. But it's just, um, I don't know. We gotta figure out an actual plan. Fix some of this stuff rather than just digging our own trenches and just like staying locked in. It ends up looking like World War One. you know? You're, you're just fortified on your own side and you're not, not getting anything done. And this war just continues on and on and on. I'll tell you what might help. We could really use an exchange program within our own country. Like middle of the country people need to rotate out to the coasts and vice versa. Like, people who live in Chelsea need to go live in Michigan for a little while. And I know a lot of you came from Michigan, but you need to go back. And those people need to take your apartment for a little while and just cycle it out until we all start to understand that everybody's mad everywhere and we've always been mad and it's it's better to just try to find the common ground than it is to figure out how we don't get along because the the idea of finding something wrong with a scenario does not make you smart and that's a humongous misconception i remember my uncle told me that when i was very young he's like just being able to point out what's wrong doesn't make you intelligent if you can figure out how to make things better that's a sign that's that's something you know bring something to the table but don't just sit here and point fingers and act like, it's like, this isn't perfect. Gross. It's like, shut up, dude. Fucking help out or get out of the way. And in the meantime, everybody's just doing this big smash and grab. And I don't know, man. I, um, I gotta do, I gotta, I gotta do some more shit today, so I'm gonna probably try to wrap this up. It's about 35 minutes. I figured out how to show the time on this new fucking fancy version of GarageBand. 
Um, all right. So before I go, uh, there was some things that I wanted. I, I don't, I don't really know what I even talked about. So I just been kind of running my mouth here. Um, let's see. I had a couple of notes that I wanted to look at, but, uh, excuse me. All right. What, what do you, Oh, this was something somebody had asked me. Like, what do I think of this thing? They sent me this email about this guy who spent $150,000 to look like Kim Kardashian. Jesus Christ. All right, so this picture is next to Kim Kardashian. Um, There's a person. I'm going to call him a he because it said man in the beginning. But All right, so basically $150,000. This is what it bought you got your head shaved, so already, that doesn't look like her, um, looks like somebody drew your, this guy's eyebrows on with a fat tip sharpie, pierced his ears, fucked up his lips, like, it, I don't even, that's a crazy lip thing you got going on there, it looks like a couple of those water weenie things that you got at an amusement park that are just spray painted pink, no clue what happened to his ass by the picture. You can't even see that. That must be where the similarity really is. Doctors shouldn't be allowed to do this to crazy people. It really shouldn't be... That should be against the law. Like, you shouldn't be able to just show up at a plastic surgeon's office with a big sack of money and be like, I want to look like this person. There should be some stopgap between that. I don't, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of regulations. I think that things get kind of mixed up a lot of the time with that, but, uh, if you walk in, and I think I've talked about this before, but, uh, like, I shouldn't be able to just go to a doctor, a surgeon, with as much money as I have, or, or, you know, maybe I somehow stumbled into a ton of money, and just be like, I want you to make me look like a leopard, and there's nobody that checks out whether or not that should or shouldn't happen, you know, and that's happened a lot. You should have to have some kind of psychiatrist sign off on that shit. But there are a certain amount a certain amount of things in the in the um in the worlds of business that uh there's not the best regulations on. So that's the whole thing, man. You got to have a little bit of conservative, a little bit of liberal. You got to have it mixed together. These things are not meant to exist alone. They're meant to balance each other out. That's always been the purpose of it. You can't just have pure one-sided shit. It doesn't work. And that's the whole reason that all you fucking assholes, and I'm talking to the conservatives and liberals, you need to start asking each other questions. And you also, inside of those questions, need to assume goodwill on the other person's part. That's the only way that you have an accurate and productive conversation. You need to be trying to find the good intent, and stop trying to assume the worst from the jump. I think I have been standing on about three soapboxes this entire time, and I'm, I'm, I'm ready to stand down from it. So I'm just going to say these last things and get out of here. So I wrote down some things for the podcast that I have, which are some goals that I've got. I'm 12 days, or actually I think 13 days, into not drinking. And um, again, very boring but one of the side effects that I've found uh, that was unexpected is it's freed up a ton of time, like a wild amount of time that I never knew I was wasting 
drinking. Now, that's not to say that I'm not going to go back to drinking because, I, again, I'm not like in recovery. I'm just doing this as an experiment. But it's very interesting to find how much time has opened up just by not drinking. So I'm trying to make the most of it because it's really um, this whole uh, this whole new chapter of this personal development experiment has... Um, it's like going into a room I've been avoiding cleaning for a very long time, and now I need to do it. So this is one of the things that I want to do with this amount of time is I've set a few podcast goals. So I need to have it on my website with like options for non-Apple people to listen to it. And uh, that also means I need to understand my website better. My ex was like my, um, uh, what do you call it, my... IT person. She she builds websites and understands how to use them. And she gave me all the information to do it myself. But now I just have to watch a bunch of YouTube videos and figure it out. But uh, so I got to do that. I also need to put this podcast on Spotify and other platforms. Don't even know how to begin going about that. Uh, I need to have some kind of a donation or support method for people who enjoy listening to this podcast. That means like either a button where you can donate some money or I need to be able to sell something, cups or hats or shirts or stickers or fucking cock rings or personal massagers or sunglasses or lube, I don't know, thong underwear, Scientology thongs. Um, and also, this is a big one that I decided, by episode 50, I want to be able to go uh, live streaming. I want to be able to have a video component of this. And I want to be able to put it on Twitch or YouTube, or et cetera, you know, whatever it might be, Instagram, I don't know how to do any of that shit, so if you know how to do any of that stuff, and you listen to this, and you would like to help me out, hey, come on with it, because I need help, so I also need to buy a camera, and a little bit of lighting, need to get like a background set up, and um, figure out whatever kind of equipment I need to do about this, and I want to have a few, I want to have some interviews be a part of this, at least for like, a third of each episode, I would like to have an interview. Um, just because I think that that would be fun to mix it up. And um, maybe not every time, but sometimes I think that would be fun. So if you guys have any ideas as to who you would like me to interview or suggestions as to how to get any of these goals accomplished, please reach out to me through Instagram or Twitter or Facebook or text me or email me, whatever you, however you want to do it. Um, but, uh, I'm always down to hear what your thoughts are and any suggestions or thoughts or anything like that. Any feedback is always appreciated. And, um, I, I've read some of the new reviews on, uh, on iTunes on the, um, on the podcast and they really genuinely make me very, very happy. And I want to say like, I truly appreciate it and thank you for doing that. And if you have any time and you want to write a review, I, I, it really helps a lot. And I know that that's a, uh, a way to support the podcast because it helps with the algorithm, helps people find it. And also people read the reviews and it makes them interested. So please do review, subscribe, rate. Uh, thank you for doing that. If you already have, if you haven't, and you're on the fence about it as a personal favor to me, I'd I'm honestly asking you to please do it because it um, it helps me out a lot. It helps me keep doing this and makes me want to do it. And um, what else? Something. Oh, yeah, share it with your friends. Uh, 
um, on social media or in person or whatever. Let's help keep building this. And um, yeah, I'm trying to line up a bunch more shows and I'll definitely keep you guys up to date on that. But aside from that, thank you for listening. And I hope that this has helped you pass whatever time you were trying to pass. And I hope that you're well. And thank you again, genuinely, from uh, all of us here at Scientology. You guys are great, and um, uh, honestly, I don't have much more to say. I think I've talked plenty. Thanks again, guys, and I will uh, check back in with you next week. This is the end of Scientology, episode 31. Have a good day.